Disclaimer, this content is intended for mature audiences only, can contain strong language, sexual references and mention of violence. Listener discretion is advised, you know the drill by now. If you are wondering why I sound so pissed off, it's because it's been four times now that I've been trying to record this episode. I am supposed to be happy and light-hearted today, since it's the mood that I was setting for it. But alas, the universe is trying to tell me clearly that today is not the day and I am in a foul mood. But anyway, that was the first disclaimer. Second disclaimer, as I've been telling you for three times already, but you will never know about it. Anyway, the setup is exactly the same. However, today the acoustic pollution decided to pay us a visit. So in case you need any honking, ambulance, whatever, well, it's not my fault really, I don't know what is going on, but anyway, that's what you get for living in a busy street, 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 such as is the high road of Tottenham Hale, lovely borough, you should visit, anyway, I guess this is it, I told you everything, and yeah, hopefully this is gonna be the last time for real, so... Thank you for being here. Let's crack on. <sighs> if you're familiar with the streets of London, you must certainly know a pub located a few meters from Liverpool Street Station called Dirty Dicks. As the name would suggest, you'd expect a flock of burly, handsome men in jockstraps ready to dance on your lap for a few bucks as soon as you get through the door. Alas, that's not the case at all. Uh, it is in fact a pretty ordinary pub, if only um, drinks are quite good and not that expensive, which is in fact a rare occurrence in London and especially in central London more than ever. And speaking of drinks, as I was thinking about having one from the current prison of my current illness, that's where the vision came to me, from up above, as in the most beautiful biblical, biblical tradition. And I linked Dirty Dicks, as in the pub, to Midnight Man by Shida. Now, what does a central London pub and this legendary webtoon have in common? Nothing, in fact. Unless you count the fact that one has dicks in name and the other has literally dicks all over the place. But, could I abstain myself from talking about a story revolving around an elite mafia guy turned into stripper? And let me tell you, what a stripper? Of course not! You know me by now, you know I love, I dig this kind of stories. You know me, I'm not for all that sweet blue, blue, blue kind of stuff. I like this, this is my thing. So, if I picked your curiosity even just a little bit, let's not dilly-dally any further. I am your host, Ellie, presenting to you, for the fourth time, DMB Season 3 Episode 6, Midnight Man, let's talk dirty dicks, Rewired. My father used to be a wealthy man, so when I was younger I thought we would never have to worry about money. Or at least I did, until we became indebted to the man who took over my father's business. The work I do is dangerous, there is no mistaking it. It's a hard life. But I have to admit, it's not all bad. At the very least, it lets me have a normal life. I work like everyone else and earn a fair wage. Most people these days have some kind of debt. We have more debt than most, but maybe that's just our lot in life. Of course, that doesn't change the fact that we could do with more money right now. How is he gonna make that extra money? I mean, it's pretty 
obvious from the introduction, however, before getting down and dirty, let's talk for a moment about our boy here, our main character, Junghai. So, who is this Junghai? The first son of the president of Seong Hill Group, and in case you don't know or you were wondering, a very powerful, rich, and of course, in the best tradition, shady organization. All he ever wanted to do was lead a normal life, anonymous and far away from that atmosphere of violence and authority that is typical of certain environments, and you know what environments I'm talking about. However, his tendency to get involved in fights because of his personality made him the perfect candidate to join the gang and eventually succeed his father, as he explains to us in detail during chapter 3. On that note, let's just dig into it for a second, because this is actually one of my favorite passages, because it's pretty self-explanatory and basically it sets, like, it gives us the whole mood of the whole situation, right? So, I didn't want to receive my touches. I felt like a cattle on its way to be branded. I hate violence and authority. I'm not so desperate for money that I threaten and hurt others. All I want is to lead a normal life. Again, normal life. Basically, that, that's what, what what the poor guy wants, alright? He wants a normal life. Now, as of today, we don't know exactly yet how in the end he got that normal life again. <laughs> if we can call it that way, of course, it was so long in for. All we know is that after the death of his father, the organization went into somebody else's hands. And apparently he's like his older brother, but we, I didn't get that. And yeah. That's, that's the one who got the organization, and Jung Hae owes this person a lot, and help, help me say it, a lot of money. So, basically, what do you do when you owe somebody's money? Well, he's been working his ass off with construction jobs in order to pay off his debt, and eventually free himself and his younger brother from all the ties of their past life. So, in which moment does Jung Hae go? From honest day worker to shameless male stripper with a massive crush for one of the other boys. And yes, I can see all your faces, but we'll get there in a minute. Just be patient. Now, since we were mentioning his younger brother, let's give him a round of applause for he is indeed the original stripper of the family. And bear in mind, Jungai would know nothing about all this situation except that... The moment he phones his landlord to ask him to postpone the rent payment again, the latter tells him that the brother already paid everything, in full. And, yeah. A bit suspicious considering that his brother didn't have a job as far as Junghae was concerned. And that's when he decides to follow him to see what he's been up to at night and... Yay! Boom! A new universe in front of his eyes. A universe formed by... An adoring mass of horny females full of cash, naked man dancing for money, and noise to knock down an elephant. Yes, the younger brother was getting a bit frisky, if that's the right term to use. Now, as you can imagine, knowing his somewhat reserved and meek personality, all the involvement Junkei wanted to have with this kind of place was to get his brother and take him home. Again, in BL stories, nothing ever goes according to plan, and... <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments, actually. <laughs> and basically, Junkei breaks his brother's arm in a fit of rage. By the way, in case you're curious about it, these fits of rage are more like a... 
a switch of personality, like a lovely consequence of all the years in the gang, like basically beating, that's what he got for beating people up all these years, for lack of a better term. So yeah, once he sees a bit of blood, that's where he pers- when his personality switches and yeah, one thing leads to another and his brother has got a black eye and a broken arm. Anyway, how can, oh yeah, right, we haven't mentioned his name yet, so yeah, the anger, the, the anger. Guys, this is not today, I am, I deeply apologize. Anyway, since we were mentioning the younger brother for a bit, we should probably mention his name as well, so yeah, Jungwon, Jungwon's the name. So, how can Jungwon possibly work as a stripper now that he cannot use his arm? Well, apparently that's easy peasy lemon squeezy. Junghei will take his place, just until his injuries are like healed and treated properly. So it's not gonna be forever, but just for a little while. Fun, right? Except that mm, not only Junghei is timid and grumpy as fuck, but he's not exactly dirty dancing material either. And on this cue, on this cue, we do welcome the second male lead on our stage. Please, allow me to introduce you to Cha Yu-Gon. Even better, let's allow the guy to introduce himself. Trust me, he is pretty good at this. <coughs> I thought Heyeon would have told you about me. Damn it, fine, I do it better anyway. Allow me to introduce myself. Whether it's women or men, Everyone falls for my deadly charm. I'm Sunrise's number one man whore, Cha Yo Gon. Remember the name. Now, <clears throat> what do we know about this self proclaimed <laughs> He is such a fun character. Anyway, what do we know about this self proclaimed number one besides his heavenly looks and his cheeky personality? Not much at all. In fact, the information about his background are, at least as usual, as of today, next to nothing. But one thing we know for sure, he certainly knows how to do his job the right way. The right and hard way. Let's hear it from Junkai, since he seems to know how to describe Yogon talents wonderfully. From chapter 8. All I could think was that he must have no shame but even i could tell that there was something special about his show but theogon and the audience watching him were perfectly immersed in the moment generating a special kind of energy it was only when the show ended that i realized that i was mesmerized by his show as well you call it mesmerized by his show i call it what it is your first boner for a man congratulations junghei a round of applause for him as well. But as you can see, there couldn't be two more polar opposites than these two. And I guarantee you, if that, like, if it wasn't for these particular circumstances, like, this, those two people would never have met each other, like, at all. How would you put, like, such a timid person and such an outgoing person together? It just, it doesn't work. But again, yes. If they didn't meet, there wouldn't be the story, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just getting too brainy over nothing, basically, because the story needs to be told and it's like it's structured a certain way. Whatever. I am derailing as I used to before, so let's not just do it. And 
let's crack on and continue with our story. <clears throat> so, how can we make two people so different in personalities get closer to each other? Well, luckily enough, we do have not one, but two opportunities right up our sleeve, and one provided by none other than our favorite newbie here. As I mentioned while talking about him, Junkei is not exactly dancing material, and with the urge to start his new job ASAP, what better way to improve his techniques? In the least amount of time, but with a little bit of health... Health... Today is not today... With a little bit of health of our number one man whore. Not that Yogon is exactly, how should I say it, enthusiast at first, but since it's the one who's basically who would have to pay up in case of any fuck-ups from Junghei, well, as the saying goes, beggars can't be exactly choosers. Especially when they would very much like to get down and dirty with the other party involved. But anyway, this is the moment... <sighs> Let's just pretend... <laughs> okay, I hope you got what I wanted to say up to this point. I really hope so, because I, I feel like I cannot, I cannot go on anymore. Anyway, as I was saying, as I was trying to say, this is bonding moment number one. And now let's dive into bonding moment number two, because you guessed it right. Of course, it is my favorite. <clears throat> Chapter 18 is the moment when it all starts. Park Seonggyeon is the third party involved. Bless that woman because she is a legend. For she has a very specific request for our favorite pair. She wants Junke and Yogon to be her models. You see, as a webtoon artist, she liked a bit on the realistic aspect of R-rated scenes according to some reviews on her latest job, so... What better idea for improving her drawings than using real-life models? The game. The game of courting. The game of getting into each other's bed is officially on. Oh yeah, maybe this sounds a bit confusing to you guys, but like the, the strip club is so structured. I hope I'm gonna explain it like in a clear and fast way. So basically what they do is they do two shows a night. We got the first show that's like the traditional, if you will, stripping show. And then you have the second show where the customers can bid and pay in order to spend some quality time. Let's just say quality time with the guys. So that's basically what happened. Um, Seonggyeong, she paid to spend some time with Junghei and Yogon. And she asked them to model for her and to pose for her in order for her to improve her drawing techniques. That's basically what happened. When you pay, you can basically do whatever you want with the guys. And that's what she decided to do. Very cunning fox indeed. And yeah, since we were talking about that, shall we take a quick peek? Just a little bit. Shall we? Yes, I do believe we should. <clears throat> In Junge's own words, since he knows perfectly well how to tell us his emotions and feelings. He's so close. 
close enough to feel my every exhale. I can't help but hold my breath. This is so embarrassing. The more I felt him move, the more I understood how sex with him might feel. It's movement and his touch. As per usual, not exactly the most extroverted guy out there. And definitely not all things sex-related expert, but I would say that's part of his adorable charm. And also one of the qualities that make the growth and development of the relationship such a joy. Yes, joy, it's the right word, I do believe. It's such a joy to watch. Because if that's the attitude on one side, on the other side we have Yogon, who probably fears nothing except his mother, as one should, and dead collectors. <clears throat> if you don't believe me, same chapter, exact same scene, but that's Yogon's point of view. Let's start with a kiss. Ready? That wasn't so bad, wasn't it? Oh, I'd usually take the guy's boxers off right, right about now. It's a shame we are just pretending. Just how we like it. Shameless as you can get them. And you'd think at this point Jungay would have lost his shit. However, <clears throat> how can he resist Yugo's charm? Nobody can resist his charm. Come on, guys. Uh, moving forward to the next chapter. Here's what we get from Junkei. I still can't get used to this guy, but for some reason, it's impossible to dislike him. <laughs> I said it before already, and I will say it again, their dynamics are gold. And I'm not gonna lie, I do enjoy very much to see a very meek guy get all flustered when he gets a little bit aroused, if we can say it. Yes. And... Unfortunately, so far, that's as good as it gets in terms of kinky and consensual, but fret not, we don't have to wait long for the real action to happen. Yes, yes, I did look at the spoilers, no, I have no regrets whatsoever, it's gonna be, well, not epic epic, as in, I mean, we are used to epic scenes in that department, but still, it's like a nice appetizer for what's yet to come. Let's just put it that way. Mm -mm -mm. I can't wait for the translation because yes, as you can guess from my pronunciation, I don't understand Korean, so the sooner the better. <clears throat> and to be fair, I must make a confession. I, right, I find really fascinating how I didn't even want to read this webcomic at first, like at all. I saw the preview and I was like, nah, it's in black and white. I'm not, it's like kind of, I'm not really interested and now look at me I look for spoilers I am completely invested in the process and oh 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 oh, oh in all of that <clears throat> in all of that's about to happen ah, we also have Jungwon's storyline that just started its development and I can feel it you know the Fujoshi feel you can feel it in your bones and you recognize it instantly I can feel it this is gonna be memorable because basically well i don't know if you want to know but if you really want to know basically jung won's been dating this other guy from the club i don't remember his name right now but yeah he's been dating this other stripper for three months now apparently they're head over heels for each other but um there's been a little like a an ipsy bitsy tip like a super small moment where we can actually see the other guy is not 
as invested as Jung Won and probably there's gonna be a bit of, you guessed it, there's gonna be a bit of drama and do we love a bit of drama? Yes, especially because it's probably gonna end on the good side, so all the better. I can't wait. Look at me, look at me! But anyway, I guess that's all there's to say right now. I mean, there's only 12 chapters translate at the moment, so guys, with all the tongue twisting and the obstacles that we face, it is a wrap on today's episode. And the music is ending as well. Look at that. Thank you. Yes, my timing is impeccable as per usual. Now, if you were waiting for the little lesson moment, if you will, that I always do towards the end of each episode, well, sorry to disappoint you, there's not going to be one. There's no reason why I chose to talk about Mirtha Man other than a simple and straightforward I like it. I love me some good old-fashioned artwork in black and white with plenty of half-naked burly men to choose from, so yeah, the art is suitable to my taste. The storyline is so far so good with plenty of room to develop and get even better and deeper and explore each character. And I mean, it talks about male strippers, which is a topic that is not used as much as I'd like it to be. So, as you can see, it doesn't look like it, but I had plenty of reasons to write today's episode. And, yeah, you know what, since I mentioned, yet again, male strippers, if you want a little lesson, since, well, it doesn't feel like a DMB episode if I don't put my little morale thingy at the end of it. No, it's not really a morale thingy, but yeah, it's a, something we can think about, think upon, well, whatever. You, you you choose the better terms because I clearly today I am not like the vocabulary is not really my forte today but yeah if you want a little lesson here is the lesson we talk about it often we don't talk it about about it enough if you want my opinion but sex work is real work period doesn't matter if he's a she a he or a they who does it it's a legit line of work, it has its own dignity, and it should... <sighs> Pardon me. And you should treat sex workers accordingly, with the utmost respect and care. Repeat after me. It has its own dignity, and you should treat the people doing that accordingly to that same dignity. Because you should never forget that every line of work is a decent one, as long as you yourself, nobody else in the first place, is a decent human being, okay? So we need to stop all this stigma about and around sex worker because, to be fair, it's a bit stale, like stale, like old cheese you left in the fridge for three months, and, and to be fair, it's just utterly ridiculous if you ask me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tried to be as elegant as possible, but to say it my way, if you think about sex workers as mere objects without rights, well, pardon me, you are a pile of shit. And I really hope you choke on your dick if you have one, or on a dick if, in case, yeah, any dick, doesn't matter. A fake one, a real one, I don't care. As I said, it is a real work. Just because the governments don't want it to be treated as a real work doesn't mean it is not real work. And as I said, sex workers are decent human beings. They do have a dignity. And yeah, at the end of the day, 
you don't know why a person chose a certain line of work so unless it is your business which in most cases is not mind your own business and just walk your way i mean if you do if you if it doesn't sit right with you, nobody gives a shit, so just walk away and if you don't have anything intelligent to say, don't say nothing at all, because so much better, okay? And yeah, with this pleasant note of mine of dick choking on other dicks, uh, all in all, I do hope you had a wonderful time with me today. Mm. I know, it could have been so much better, but alas, it's one of those days, guys, it's one of those days. And every feeling is legit, so yeah, today is such a giant pile of chaotic energy. And to be fair, I am a bit of chaotic energy on a daily basis, so... Oh, am I kidding? It just came out all together in a very weird way, but yeah. I hope it wasn't that displeasing to your ears. And you know the drill, if you like this episode, don't forget to give it a big thumbs up, download it, subscribe to the channel, share it far and near and wide. You know the drill by now, do whatever the fuck you like, as long as you spread the love. And with that being said, please do make sure to engage in plenty of kinky, but always consensual activities. Always remember that at the end of the day, I love you and appreciate each and every one of you, beautiful people that keep me going, because after all, if you weren't listening to me, where would I be? Well, I would be doing other stuff, but still, it is a pleasure and a joy to create content for you guys. So, I love you and appreciate you, and yeah, please take your vitamins, stay hydrated, because the weather here is terrible, terrible, terrible to the point that I wish I never was born, and yeah, I will see you next time, same time, same place, and hopefully in a better mood. I love you guys. Bye!